What up, guys? Welcome to episode three. We are now on every podcast, right? Yes, Apple, sir. Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. The links in our bio. Go ahead and swipe up to subscribe. Make sure to hit the bell. Hmm. Uh, so what we got today, man? You already know BTK. Hmm. BTK and some bebidas. Always. Oh. Yeah, let's go. So what's up with Mr. BTK? <sighs> He's a bitch. Dude, he, he looks like a nice guy. Yeah, but... Like... Me. I definitely would have, like... Been a been a Boy Scout because of him? No. Mm. He was a Boy Scout leader. Well, it's always who you least expect. I guess. Always. I don't know. He doesn't seem the type. He looks like a trustworthy man. He was. Like, I don't know. I'd ask him for some, like... He was? Advice, I feel. He was his, his son's Boy Scout troops leader. He was also the president at his church. Wait, the church had a president? Yeah. Who was the VP? The Scranton Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All jokes aside, though. I'm Mr. Blades. Here are my cousin, Ozzy Osborne. Just kidding. Um, I get copywritten. Yeah, yeah. We got BTK today. Uh, BTK was a uh, Dennis Raider. He actually named himself BTK, which stands for Bind, Torture, Kill. Or Bind Them, Torture Them, Kill Them. He sent a letter to PD and to the news station saying that from now on to call him BTK. So he gave himself the name, the nickname. Okay. Yeah. So Mr. Dennis Rader was born in 1945. He's 75 at this time. He was born in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And he is responsible for ten, for killing ten people, in Park City and Wichita, Kansas. Damn. Yeah, he served in the United States Air Force. I'm telling you, the guy looks like a trustworthy guy, man. Like I would never think that he's a killer. Yep. He served. Uh, he served in the military for four years. And. Um, he actually. He got married in 1971. He had two children. And uh, he was a member of the Christ Lutheran Church. He was elected president of the church council. And he was also a scout leader, like we said before. So real stand-up guy, huh? Yep. Straight arrow on the surface. So this dude was a serial killer. Obviously, no one expected him to be since he was, you know, pretty... Well liked by everyone involved in his community, military man, ex-military man, and uh, he decided to kill. I mean, I guess sometimes you just, I don't know, man, I guess some people are born like that, right? I mean, and there's so many serial killers. But they all seem to be normal people. And really nice people, really intelligent people. Yeah, 
which is the crazy part. Today's episode is unofficially brought to you by Maker's Mark. Oh yeah. Uh, so, on January 15th, 1974, Raider killed for the first time. He uh, entered the Otero family's house, expecting only Miss Otero and the daughter to be home. He wasn't expecting Mr. Otero and the son, Joseph Otero Jr., to be home. And uh, this is this was probably his most fucked up killing because it involved two kids. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy to me, man, is like watching his trial unfold and everything like that he was just so calm and collected talking about killing these children yeah, he, and he was talking about it like if, like if everyone does this yeah like you yeah, know it's like it's normal regular barbecue talk you know what i mean but yeah but, he entered the otero family's house expecting only the wife and daughter yeah i mean i remember seeing that when he kind of got there um, cause he would scope out these places. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he would keep a lookout. He yeah, would, he, he would watch you for a few days. Yeah, he would stalk people. And, uh, that's when he, I mean, he, he would stalk you for a little bit outside your house. And then once he saw like around what time you got there, yeah, what routine, time you leave patterns. Yeah. Once he noticed your patterns and he noticed, you know, there's no, there's no men involved. So, you know, make it easier for him. Then that's when he would, uh, decide to make his move. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I remember he, he stated that in this particular um, murder that he did, um, like you said, he wasn't expecting the dad and the little boy to be there, but he said he pretty much just improvised. He's like, well, we're already here. Fuck it. I guess they're all going to die. Yeah, he did. And he never, he was never violent off the bat. He would, you know, talk to him like, you know what, I have a, I have a, of a sex, of a sexual problem, of a sex problem, and I need to tie you up, and I need to do things to you, which is just fucking sick, you know. Yeah, he would always be carrying a gun and everything like that. So, and you know what? He carried a gun just as a backup. He never. That wasn't like his first thing right off the bat. Like, yeah, I think he, he only killed with his gun once. It was he, like in a panic. Yeah. No, in that uh, particular case, I think. No, he he pulled his gun. I think twice only. He didn't use his gun. Right. He never killed anyone with a gun. But he, I think, he only had to pull out the gun twice, which was with the Otero family and then another, another time. So, yeah, BTK, Dennis Rader, is responsible for ten murders that we know of, that he's confessed to. There may be more. Law enforcement believes there could be more because they had a lot of unsolved murders fitting his MO in that area in between you know those years. So when he entered the Otero family's house, um like like we said, he wasn't expecting the father and the, the fifteen year old son to be home. Um sorry, not fifteen year old. Um can't remember how old he was. Um he was nine. And then the daughter, Josephine Otero, she was 11. Um, he wasn't expecting them to be home. He was expecting just the, the wife and the, and the daughter to be home. 
So he had to improvise, like you said, once he went in. And I mean, he was so controlling to the point where the dog wouldn't shut up that he had Mr. Otero take the dog outside to let him do his thing comfortably. And um, like I said, I think that the, the Otero killings were the most fucked up ones because he he placed a plastic bag over all all of their heads to suffocate them. Yeah, I mean, Once they were he... saying that in evidence, they saw the little boy, um, you know, basically with plastic bags over his head and they saw a chair propped up in front of the body. So this guy was definitely like just sitting there watching this little boy yeah. die. Yeah, I mean, and, and another thing is when he was in school, when he was a kid in school, his teacher um, made fun of him in class and he got really upset about that, that he followed her home. And um, I can't remember how old he was. I don't think I don't think it states anywhere how old he was at this time. I'm pretty sure it had to have been high school or middle school. But he followed his teacher home who made fun of him in front of everyone. And at night he watched her. He watched her through the window. He tied a rope around his waist really tight and um, masturbated to her. And uh, I guess that's when he linked in his mind, you know, rope, climaxing. And from there on, you know, he just Damn. became sick in the fucking head. But yeah, he put a plastic bag over, over the Oteros' head. The Joseph Jr. Otero got loose. He had to put the plastic bag over him again. Mr. Otero loosened his bindings, so he had to tie him back up again. Josephine Otero got loose and ran, caught up to her, the 11-year-old daughter, caught up to her, took her to the basement where we're not going to tell you about the details on that you can look that up on your own and um yeah that was in 1974 and uh that's what started his killing spree yeah and then uh three months later he killed a 21 year old female Catherine bright uh, her cause of death was stab wounds to the abdomen mm. and uh, like the first ones he was stalking her for a while and he had these things called kill uh, kill kits, where hmm. he you know he had like a little, a little go bag, with rope, his knives, guns, tape. And uh, he killed her by stabbing her, and stabbed the men three times. And then after that, three years later after that, he killed uh, Shirley, Ralford, who was twenty four. And uh, he killed her. He strangled her with a rope. So, and I mean, the whole time, I mean, the whole time the cops were trying to solve, you know, the Otero ones. I mean, there was four. four and oh, another thing with the Oteros, the 15 year old son came home from school and found his family dead. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he went in the house, he noticed something was, was not right. Went into his parents' bedroom where he where he saw his dad on the floor, his mom on the bed, you know, motionless, and saw his little brother in the other room dead. 
he didn't see his little sister Josephine Otero the 11 year old dead but that's because she was in the basement so when he saw them three he took off to the neighbors told them call 911 and uh, there's actually an interview where the 15 year old son who found his family dead is uh, actually did an interview so we'll link all that stuff to YouTube for you guys to check out and uh, so yeah after uh, Shirley Relford in 1977 um, in December of that same year he killed Nancy Fox and he strangled her too with a belt and uh, I think he uh, for that one the Nancy Joe Fox case he um he left a note on that at that at that scene or he wrote something on the wall at that scene um there was a song back in the 70s that it's it had something to do with her name can't remember exactly what the song was but he wrote he he oh uh He wrote a, a letter and it was titled, Oh, Death to Nancy. Which uh, he was mimicking a song called, Oh, Death. I can't remember the artist of that song. Yeah, but no, he, he was pretty uh, twisted, man. He would send for years, for years, because he, I mean, he did this for years. And no one had a clue where to even start looking for this guy. Um, but I mean, he was twisted. He would send different things to police to the news at one point with the otero family um he sent in a, a barbie doll with yeah. a noose yep tied up and uh like a piece of pvc pipe you know because yeah, josephine uh, was hanging from he, a pipe yeah in the basement he hung her from the from the pipe in the basement so he was just taunting police thought he was gonna get away with it i mean and he probably would have had he not been uh, um, he, yeah. so cocky about yeah. it. He, he would have gone away. And that's another thing. He was really cocky from the get-go. Since, since the first killings, uh, he'd send letters to the news and to the police station. Which is why he became the BTK killer. Because he, yeah, he named the, himself. Yeah, you know, like, and, that's yeah and the letters to the news station. How controlling he the, was. Yeah. He wanted to control everything. And actually, the Nancy Fox case... He called that killing in himself. And there's actually audio. Yeah. You guys can look it up. There's audio of him calling in the murder. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's it's crazy that he would even go as far as to like... And so calm. Like I heard the... When we when we heard the uh, recording from the 911 call. He was just a calm dude. Like on the phone. Like, hey, I want to... Report a murder. I want to report a murder. Gave the Give address. the address. Everything. Yep. Calm. Mm -hmm. And he would leave letters in the public library in a... Uh, engineering book hmm. and actually one of the letters stayed there for many years i think like 15 or 20 years where no one went and actually looked for it in an engineering book so that means no one checked out that book for that long and uh there was a letter of him taunting you know pd on how they can't catch him and uh i mean it's crazy because wichita kansas the population is like 500 thousand at the so, time yeah yeah 
So, I mean, it's a little... Yeah, it's, it's a small a, community. I mean, community. no one would have ever thought yeah. that something like that was going to happen in their, in their community and everything like that, which was the most unsettling part, you know? It's a nice, yeah. quiet place. Yeah. And around 1977 with the... Um, Catherine Bright and... Uh, I mean, sorry. Cheryl uh, Ralford and Nancy Fox murders. He was a troop leader for his son's uh, scouts troop. Yeah, he had two kids, man. Like, this dude, if you saw him, just an average dude with a, you know, nice little family. He's just living the dream out there, man. And little does anyone know, he's a murderer. You know, like when he got caught and the uh, FBI came to his daughter's house and, you know, they basically told her, hey, we caught BTK. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Like, it was why are you here? Why the and, fuck are you here? You know, well, like, it's your father, it's your dad, and fuck, you know. Yeah. So at the time where he, when he was uh, his son's Boy Scout um, troop leader, he would leave the camp where they were camping at to go take these really fucking nasty pictures. He would uh, tie himself up with rope, hang himself from trees in women's lingerie. He would put on a female mask on. And he would take pictures and he would even dig graves and, and lay down in them dressed as, you know, dressed in women's underwear, bras. Yeah. No, this guy was twisted. Yeah this, yeah, this dude was fucked up in the head. Like, why? Like, how do you get into that state of mind? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after the Nancy, Nancy Fox uh, murder, about eight years later in 1985, he killed again. He killed a Marine Hedge, six, a 53-year-old female. He strangled her with his hands. And uh, a year after that, he killed again. He killed Vicky... Wedgley? What? Wedgley? I can't... I don't know. Weird last name. She's 28. He strangled her with a uh, nylon stockings. And then uh, in 1991, he killed his last, his known, I mean, his last known murder was uh, Dolores Davis. She was a 62-year-old female. She was actually part of his church, something like that. And uh, he killed her with, with her pantyhose. And what's fucked up about her is that he took her to the church where he was the, you know, the president of the church at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he killed her, he propped her up in one of the rooms in the church and just took sick pictures of her dead body like in different poses and he dumped her body on the side of a, on the side of a road in a ditch and I think eight, eight days later they found her body which was already badly decomposing yeah yeah so um yeah this dude was sick he was fucked up in the head um, so in 2005, he contacted PD and asked him if, uh, he can send them something through a floppy disk. And he asked them that if there was any way they could, you know, track him with a floppy disk. And, you know, law enforcement said no. And, you know, IP, IPA addresses get saved on anything mm -hmm. they use a computer on. 
when you save anything, send anything. Yeah, everyone's got a, everything's got a yeah. digital fingerprint yep. nowadays. So, you know, PD said no. It's a floppy disk. It's 2005. The fuck uses floppy disk in 2005, you know? So he said, all right, cool. You know, he believed them. Send them. I don't know exactly what was on the floppy disks. He sent them a floppy disk. And obviously, PD tricked them. The police department tricked them. And uh, when they got the floppy disk, they put it in a computer, saw the IP address, and they came back to a Lutheran church. And what's fucking stupid, which was, I mean, it's a good thing that he got caught, but it's stupid of him that he saved everything under, you know, on the floppy disk through his account, which saved his name on, you know, digitally encrypted his name on the floppy disk. So PD had a name. Where where he made the floppy disk, the, the data saved on the floppy disk. And uh, they followed him. And on the side of the road, they pulled him over. And that's how he got caught in 2005. Tell you, man, he was too cocky from the get-go. Yep. Taunting the cops and whatnot. They eventually caught up to him. You know what? I actually feel, man, like with all these serial killers, and like you mentioned, there's there's like... All these serial killers always have like the same, like they're intelligent people, this and that. Like, I almost feel like they always want to get caught. And it's not because like they want to stop the murders. It's more of a control thing. Like they want to exert their control so much. And it's like an ego thing too. Like they want to get credit for their quote unquote work. Yeah. I mean, you and, know what I mean? And now like, that you say that. It's crazy. Police arrested a dude for one of his murders. And it really, really bothered him that someone else was getting arrested for it. That he sent a letter to PD and told them that they had the wrong guy. That it was him, BTK, who had killed that person. And he told them details of the murder that only the killer would have known. You know? Like, what the house looked like inside. How he killed them. Because, you know, police, I mean, police don't... They don't put out exactly everything on the case. That way, you know, make sure they got the right person. You know, like, well, we, we can't talk about this. <clears throat> yeah, there are certain details so, that are so, left out for that yeah, same reason. So Dennis Rader had details of the case that only the killer would know. So they let that guy go. So, I mean, that's how cocky he was, that he was pissed off that someone else was arrested for his crime. Yeah. I mean, like I tell you, man, like these, these uh, serial killers and stuff like that, it's like... They are the biggest control freaks. You know what I mean? They they want to make sure that they are the ones that get credit for for the murders. They are the ones that want to... Like this guy, I'm going to tell you. Like to write letters to the media to let them know this is all what I want to be called. I want to be called I mean, yeah, he named this. himself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like beyond crazy to me. Yep. Yeah, it's... It's insane. But, I mean, yeah, this dude was a control fucking freak. I mean, in a way, it kind of seems like, you know, I mean, he's taunting police. You know, like, here I am, but you can't catch me, you know? Yeah, to catch yeah. me if you can't kind of thing. Yeah, like, he would send random, like, the, that doll. Like, I mean, he would yeah. send evidence, man. Like, yeah. pictures. Like, it's fucking crazy. He would take Polaroids of, of yep. people and himself. And, like, it, it, the guy was just weird, man. Yep. It was insane. 
Uh, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we got to do some commercials. Um, there's a new barbecue food truck in town, Graceland Barbecue. Uh, you can follow them on Graceland Barbecue EP. That's Graceland BBQ underscore EP on Instagram. Uh, I've tried their food. Ozzy's tried their food. It fucking smacks. Uh, it's one of the newest El barbecue spots in El Paso. Make sure to check them out on Instagram. You can uh, order for catering. Just message them on Instagram. And they'll hook you up. They'll tell you the prices. Whatever you want. You want you want pulled pork. You want burnt ends. You want brisket. Whatever you want. These guys have a huge smoker. And uh, yeah, make sure to follow them. Graceland Barbecue underscore EP on Instagram. And uh, now we're back to the show again. So yeah, dude, like this dude. They actually, in the Otero case, um, I'm, I'm not going to get into details of how they had this DNA on that case, but you can look it up yourself. Um, they saved all the evidence, all the DNA evidence. And once they, once PD caught them, they compared evidence and they were able to link all 10 murders back to them because of DNA, mostly because of DNA. And also he, I mean, he planned out. He he admitted to everything in court. You guys, I'll link the video on on on, on YouTube. Yeah, he I mean, talked in detail about every single killing. Bro, this guy, like the judge would ask him, "Hey, so where were you on this day?" Like, calm, cool, collected, in detail, and he like, would like yeah, yes like or no, just so a regular like, super story. polite. Like at one point, I remember he says, um, "You know about one of the one of the victims that ran out of the house." He said, you know, hey, when I when I heard the door and and uh, I heard someone come in, I thought I was I was caught for sure. That was the first. That was a terrible. That yeah. was the 15 year old son who came home from school. Yeah. And caught him. Yeah. And he he ran out. He was in the basement. And he's like, OK, this is it. He, he said, I'm done. I thought that I was done. He's like, I cleaned everything that I could clean as much as I could. I got out of there. And I mean. He got away, but, and he even went on to say during that statement, he said, you know what? If that kid wouldn't have left, he would have been dead too. And he's like, and I'm not trying to brag by any means. I'm not boasting. Yep. He said, I'm not boasting about that. It's just a matter of fact, Like he already knew that he was going to kill that boy. If he stayed in the house, like that's fucking crazy, bro. Like the way that he just talks about everything that he did in detail, like, He's like, no, this is why I did this, and this is how I hid. Like, he was talking about hiding inside of the bathroom of uh, one of the victims. Like, yeah, she brought in, him to I think home. In, 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 three, in three of the cases, he he broke in and waited for the victim to come home. Then he popped up on them. Yeah, like, yeah. he was hiding inside this lady's bathroom. And he would man. cut the phone lines in every single house that he, you know, that he killed in. Yeah. So, I mean, these people were... I mean, they had, they had no chance. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a predator, man. And then he, in court, he talked about a uh, factor X, which he says that it's something he believes every serial killer is born with, right? And that you know it makes them want to kill. I mean, I mean, most serial killers, it's it's a sexual thing. 
Yeah, that's which, what his thing was. Like, which, he would yeah. even tell people, like, hey, this is a, like, I have a, a sex thing. Like, this is this is for my, my sexual pleasure. It's my fantasy, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, and crazy. He, would, he, he would have some of the victims, he would talk to them, like, hey, after he would pop out on them, like, hey, I got a problem. I need you. Let's go to the room. And uh, that's when he would do his fucked yeah. up stuff and then end up fucking murdering them. Yeah, like these people never even thought that they were going to get murdered. Like they thought, oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, um, I'm here held at gunpoint. You know, what other option do I have? I have to like basically comply with this guy. And, you know, that's fucked up. It's, it's more control. It's just him giving more control because he would let them lead them to believe that if they did everything he asked he uh he was basically gonna let him go you know or at least let him live and he already had made up his mind he knew he was gonna kill these people yeah and in in, in the court the the court hearing was all videotaped by the news yeah. and it's just so yeah again the link's gonna be on the bio swipe up he during the court hearing he the judge would make him like I mean he wouldn't make him but he would ask him to tell him yeah like what the judge he was did. just like hey what did you do how, why how and this dude even knew the addresses the names to everyone he killed home yeah, addresses I'm telling you bro like, like in detail like the dude was like calm like he like this dude was reciting a fucking essay to the to the judge he was like here's my notes i got everything we're good yeah so in 2005 when he got caught the fbi showed up to his daughter's house and uh they told him though the fbi told her uh hey we arrested btk and she was like okay and what the fuck what are you doing what are you doing here and yeah. That's when they tell him, like, well, it's BTK is your father. And I, I believe she even passed out. Yeah. When I mean, the FBI yeah. told her. Well, bro, imagine, like, someone comes to your house and they're just like, hey, you know that guy that's done all these fucked up killings and children and tortured people? Well, it's your dad. I mean, fuck, I'd pass out too. And uh, his daughter actually recalls uh, the last killing that he hit, that he did, the 62-year-old, Dolores Davis. She actually lived down the street from them, like three houses down. And she remembers around the time that she got killed, that they would go for walks. And she believes that he would do that to stalk her. You know, all while being a father, hanging out with his daughter. Wow. He would, so he's taking his daughter on yeah. his little walks to like scope up new yep. uh, new victims and whatnot. Yeah, and they would even say hi to her. They would stop wow. by, talk to her. And next thing you know few days later he went and murdered her strangled her with her pantyhose that's the one that he took pictures of at the church yeah and that's what i'm telling you man it's just like it seems like this guy was just like control 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 from the very beginning it's all about control he wants to control every yeah, situation that, he yeah. wants to like it's like knowing that like you know what i mean like, he knew he was going to kill these people, and it's just, like, still saying hello to them. Like, they're so unsuspecting. Like, 
This guy was twisted, man. And I mean, and I mean, this dude's ex-military, Boy Scout troop leader, president of his church, and I think he was working. For, he was working as a game warden or a park ranger. So I mean, you would never expect. It's always the people you don't ex, you don't expect to to be the one that fuck you over, you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I'm telling you, dude, you see pictures of this dude, and he's like a fun-loving guy. Like, I legit would probably ask this dude for some advice on some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and his daughter actually said, like, is actually, his, his daughter says, you know, he was a badass dad. Mm-hmm. He was always there. He yeah, not, not, not an absent father. He nope. was like, he was there with all his, uh, his responsibilities were all there. He was a good, hardworking man. Member of the church. Shit, he was the president of the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and that's what's scary. You never know. Yeah, dude, you like, who? you never know. You never know who will fuck you over in the end. It's like, you're over here with, uh, you know, the pastor, and he's over here fucking chopping people up in the back. It's crazy. I mean, it's a good thing they caught him. He fucked up. He could have. Legit, he could have gone dude, away with it. he could have gotten away with it so fucking yep. bad, Could have dude. gone away with it. That is crazy to yep. me, how they had, like, no leads whatsoever. Yep. Completely gone away with it. And, I mean, it's I mean it's a good thing that they... That they caught him. But... In the end, he 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 got himself caught. Yeah, and again, I'm telling you, dude. Like, to me, the way it played out and the way he was like talking and stuff like that, like the way that he would just do shit, I feel like he just wanted to get caught because he wanted recognition. Like he wanted to like even that was like another type of control, and like just basically telling the cops like. You caught me because I wanted you to catch me. Not because you were smarter than me. Not because you caught me. I wanted you to catch me. And in the end, he got caught because the cops were smarter than him. Yeah. They lied to him. Said, yeah, we can't track you down with a floppy disk. Sent it in. Guess what? Your name's on the fucking encrypted data. Wasn't he using a computer from the church? Yeah. Yeah. That's how they knew where to go. And his name was connected to the computer. Wow. That's when they started... You know, following him. They're like, okay, let's look up Dennis Rader. Mm. Okay, it's where he lives. Okay, start following him. And then finally, you know, one day they're like, uh, all right, we're pulling him over. He's fucked. Like, let's do this. And there's 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 a video, we'll link it to, of uh, when he got arrested in his confession in the jail and, you know, being in custody. And he's like, fuck. You, you fucking caught me. But yeah, I mean, in court, he he blames this shit on Factor X. Yeah, I mean, which he says every killer is born with it, every serial killer is born with it, and I mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's another thing that uh, uh, you know, experts have talked about is how self-aware this dude was. Like, he was so aware of the fact that he was different in the sense that he was capable of killing without feeling any kind of remorse and stuff like that. That he, like, researched things and he just wanted to learn more about himself as an individual in the sense of, like, from a killer perspective. Like, that's fucking crazy, bro. 
I mean, it, it it's a good thing that he got caught. Yeah, definitely. He, I mean, who knows how many people he would have killed if he... Another thing is, how many people did he really kill? Yeah. Is it really just the 10? If it was this easy to get away with it for, from, I mean, from, what was it, from 1974 to 1991? And in 2005, when he got caught... Yeah, I mean, he, he only... was... He said he was he was getting ready to, you know, start, start doing it again. And that's probably why he hit up the cops. He did. That's probably why yeah. he like, hey, what's he's up, he, guys? He's it's me, them. your boy. He's like, hey, I'm back. BTK, just checking in. I'm still here. You know, shout out to the uh, the authorities that department. can't catch me. Yep. You know, I'm about to start this shit up again. Yep. Damn. Yeah, th- this dude was just fucked up in the head. Really fucked up in the head. Also. But yeah, he got caught in two thousand and five. Um, I mean, and in the end, I mean, he, he he fucked himself over in the end. Yeah, he did. Which his, is a good his thing. His ego got the best of him, bro. Yep. And he actually pleaded. He pleaded guilty to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He he was like, yeah, I did it. I'm telling you, man. Like he yeah. just wanted. He wanted like, the attention, he's like, bro. He's like, yeah. Like I did it. Like I, I need to be, I need to be recognized for all this hard work that I did. Cause I mean, I'm telling you, man, that's that's how fucked up he was. Yep. Yeah. Now he's incarcerated at the El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas, serving ten life sentences. So. Re- I, I was reading recently that um, I think it was this year or maybe two years ago. Uh, there was an uprising in that prison where inmates stormed everything. They burned sections of the jail down. I'm pretty sure Raider had nothing to do with it because he's probably, he has to be in solitary confinement. He's yeah. not in, he's not in, yeah, general, he's not in population. The general population. No. I mean, imagine there's what no the, way bro. Imagine what they would no. do to him. He, he would have been dead the first year. I mean, look what happened to, to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm pretty sure he had nothing to do with that, but yeah, a lot of inmates took took over parts of the jail about two or three years ago. They burned parts of the buildings down. They even hurt some of the jailers. Uh, can't really recall if some of them escaped, but yeah, he's serving ten life sentences. Which I mean, when it comes to you know the death penalty or serving you know your life sentence, I think as much as Taxes we pay on keeping these inmates in. When it comes to dudes like this, like it's better to just keep them in jail till they die, you know, for them to suffer, than just you know choosing the way out and getting the life and getting death sentence. Yeah, and getting I mean, killed. I don't know, man. I feel like people like that deserve a a um, special kind of uh, treatment punishment a little torture here and there when it, when it comes to like the way they serve their time because if you really think about it i mean yeah they're in a they're they're not out no but i mean they're not paying bills they get fed three times a day they've got a roof over their head yep. they've got a place to sleep they've got three meals a day they've got no, health care no bills to pay no bills they're they're living rent free yep and you know, he didn't give these people that opportunity. They they didn't get to live out their lives. 
you know so i mean i don't know that's just my personal opinion i mean i don't know you guys let you know i i don't know i guess to each their own but i don't know I, i'm kind of interested to know what our what our uh, viewers and listeners think about that like what are your comments on how serial killers like this should be handled within our judicial system yeah like do you prefer a death or life sentence yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, your life sentence, I mean, you're, you're going to be in jail till, you, till the day you die, but, I mean, you're just chilling. Yeah, basically, you're just hanging out. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, when his wife found out, she got a lawyer and asked for immediate divorce. I mean, which shit. is Which is granted when, when shit like this happens. So they, they, they granted it, got divorced on the spot. His kids disowned they disowned him. Uh his son's actually in the military. Wow. And uh, his daughter I think was like a school like a teacher's aide or something at the time. Can't remember exactly what she does now what she does now for a living. But she recently a year or two ago came out with a finally came out and talked and there's a four four or five part uh series on youtube and we'll link it on how she grew up how she found out her dad was btk how her life has been how her life was growing up with him and i mean she she says she says that he was the greatest dad you could ever ask for and that that's what's scary is that you never know who you never know who to trust and you you never know what people are capable of you know people that you know what they're capable of doing Yeah, I mean, like I said, the guy looks like a regular dude, normal guy, you know, nice dude. I mean, shit, he's like over here teaching Boy Scouts how to like tie the knots that he used on these victims. Like that's, that's just fucked up. Yeah, actually, and then, uh. BTK, Dennis Rader, he worked with a doctor, Dr. Um, Ramslan, because mm-hmm. he wanted to uncover what was so dark in his mind, which he calls Factor X, that made him have these, you know, tendencies. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you I mean... I mean, there's got to be something in I mean, the brain that's that's. No matter how. There's got to adva- be a medical explanation because. Yeah, but I mean, no matter how far how how advanced we become in you know the medical field, we can never exactly know what every single person is thinking, going through, feeling. That I mean, obviously, science can't describe it. But yeah, I mean, this doctor. I mean, obviously, I mean, science can't prove nothing, you know. Yeah. No, not at all. Except for, I mean, he's fucking psychotic. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm telling you, there's got to be something going on. Yeah, and and, and it's what's crazy is that most serial killers are really intelligent people. Mm-hmm. Really intelligent people. And that's what makes them get away with it for so long. Yeah. And most of them end up getting themselves caught. Bro, I'm telling you, it's like another control thing because they're so smart they, they think they're yeah. like all right like now you can catch me but yeah. they're telling the authorities like 
Now I'm going to let you put me in jail. Now I want recognition for everything that I did. Because for them, it's not even a punishment. It's like they want to be recognized for yeah. them. So when they get caught, it's like, a, it's like a reward. Like, oh, we caught BTK. Yep, I'm BTK. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys see the 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 court here, the you know the court hearing, it's just insane how relaxed and normal he's acting and talking about every single, and he remembers everything in detail, addresses, Dude, names, dates, addresses, people, it's like what crazy. they were wearing, like how he fucking killed them. Like it's yep. just ridiculous. He remembers tiny details about these killings. I mean, I guess if you if you're if you're the one doing it, it's a lot easier to remember every detail of what you did, how you did it, why you did it. Because I mean, I guess at that point, if you've already put it into your head that you're gonna do something like that, and um, basically just go through with killing someone, because I mean, he stopped the victims. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would assume it's a lot easier to kind of remember details like that, but. Like, seriously, dude, this guy was, like, on fire with his accounts. Like, yeah, crazy, like, details. I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't want to really get into details, you know, out of respect for his victims. Yeah. I mean, we don't... I mean, serial killers are interesting, but we... Obviously, we think it's wrong. Yeah, obviously. And we're not going to tell you about the details. Yeah, we're not here to glorify any kind of um, serial killer tendencies or behaviors, you know what I mean? If you, if you guys want to know all the details, which you, you'll find them out in the video yeah, where we'll, he's in court. We'll link a couple of uh, videos here. and But we're um, not here to tell you the details because, I mean, we don't condone this shit. But, I mean, it's 10 victims that we know of that he confessed to. But police believe there's more than that. And, and there probably is, man. Yeah, I mean, there has to be. To be honest with you. I mean, if it was so easy for him to get... I mean, dude... 1974 to 1991, and then he got caught in 2005. I mean, and and you know, in Kansas, you know, in Wichita, and uh, the other town that he lived in, can't remember the name. Um, I mean, how many people? There's so many unsolved murders in those towns. Yeah, around those times. Exactly. And he said, like, that's all I killed. That's I'm telling you the truth. I mean. He could be telling the truth. He could be lying. You know? Perhaps. And, I mean, look at Ted Bundy. How many killings he did. Son of Sam. Uh, Dennis Rader. I mean, uh, sorry, not Dennis Rader. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, all these dudes, like, it took a while for them to get caught. And in, in all the serial killers, you know, the big, the big ones... Dennis Rader was the only one that could have legit gotten away with it for Dude, forever. They had zero fucking clue. Yep. Like, yep. yep. I, mean, they, they, I mean, they had DNA, they had all this shit, but they couldn't he, link them. Well, yeah, I mean, because the only way you link people with yeah, DNA if you is get caught. criminals. Yeah. So, and I mean, this like dude was a stand up like, guy in his community that he would have never gotten caught. And. I mean, it's good that he got caught, but he legit could have gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. Straight up, man. He would, right now, he'd been enjoying his retirement right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or fucking killing more people, which, I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's good that he got caught. 
But uh, yeah, his daughter came out with a. She finally spoke. Spoke out. We'll link the videos. Of uh. We'll link the YouTube videos on that, on her. I think it's a four or five part, you know, little series, that she did with uh. I think I can't remember what outlet news outlet she did it with, but the sons never spoke out. The wife hasn't spoken. I out. mean, I, I, which I, I mean, I, I don't blame them. That. I mean, yeah, fuck like, that. You know, like exactly. just erase that part of your life, which sucks. You know, I mean, for the wife, I mean, that's that's the that's your husband, dude. And your husband. Your I mean, basically. I mean, imagine like, what she, what the wife went through, man. Knowing all that her, her whole life, things. this fucker had a fucking secret life. Yeah, like a secret life in a really fucked up way. It's it's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just crazy. But but yeah, I mean, we just wanted to give you a little rundown on who BTK was. This buying torture kill motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Good thing he got caught. He got himself caught. I mean, it goes to show that you can never, can't really trust anyone. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this dude, you know, just a star member of society, his community. He was helpful. He would, uh, I mean, a religious man, you know what I mean? President of his church, his congregation, and, you know, leading Boy Scouts, whatnot. And fuck, he's out here killing people. I mean, he did get away with it for a long time. 1974, 2005. That was crazy to me, dude. Like, shit. How many years he was, like, just on the loose. And the cops had, like, no fucking clue. Like, they didn't even know where to begin to link all this evidence. Because there was a lot of evidence, but no one or nothing to link it to. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it was back then too. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to get away with shit like this now. How good you know, science, law enforcement has gotten. Yeah. Surveillance, fingerprinting, you know, DNA. But I mean, he started in nineteen seventy four, so I mean, nineteen seventy four, they weren't really using. You know, they weren't really. I don't even think the national database for you know fingerprinting and shit was. Was all that great yet? Yeah, I mean. I mean, now when you go get your license, they make you, you know, put your fingerprint in. Obviously, I mean, that goes back to all this shit. They want you to put your fingerprint in. Your face is scanned when you take your picture. So, I mean, if you do something on camera or you commit a crime and your fingerprint's in the database, right off the bat. Yeah. So, I mean, back then, you know, it was, it was, it was harder. So, he did, he, he did get away with it for a really long time. But yeah, this dude was just, you know, he wanted to control everything. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a control freak. Dude, I mean, he even named, he, he gave himself the fucking, he gave himself the BTK name. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, man, like he just wanted to control the narrative at every single turn. Yeah. And he actually went to school. He graduated from college for, with a, criminal justice degree and uh they said that he did that 
just so he could get better at what he was doing. You know, learn ways on how yeah. law enforcement of yeah, like catch he he wanted people. to like learn forensics. He wanted to like just learn because he was probably trying to make a comeback. Yeah, he was, and that's how he got caught with the floppy disk. He was trying to tell him like, "I'm here. I'm still here, and I'm gonna kill again." Can't remember exactly what the floppy disk, but I think some of that was that like, "Hey, I'm still here. It's been a while, but I, hey, I'm here. I'm gonna start again." Good thing he didn't get to again because you know he got caught. Yeah, but we'll link all these videos. You know, as part of his confession, the court hearing, and uh, we'll link also the uh, the videos of his daughter yeah. speaking out. Yeah, and uh, guys, let us know what you want in the comments. I know that this is gonna be on the podcast too, uh, but for YouTube followers and listeners. Um, if there's any topic that you guys want to hear us talk about, anything that you kind of like on the fence about, like you haven't found a lot of information on, like let us do the work for you. We'll go and do the research and we'll we'll, we'll talk about some stuff for you guys. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, and we're 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 now on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. Anchor you, you podcast. podcasts. Um, it's the Aussie Blade Show. You just go ahead and search it like that, and, and we got you covered. And uh, we'll link all this stuff so you guys can actually see what he actually did on, in all the murders in detail. And uh hope you guys enjoyed this little segment of BTK, a.k.a. Dennis Raider, the Bind Torture Kill Murder. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week.